You're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. about practice. Hello, you play to win the game. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Three, two, one, happy 2000. No time on the clock, and the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. George Open, Chicago with the lead. Worldwide Sports Radio Network presents Below the Mark. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Below the Mark. And remember, you can follow us by going to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. You can follow us and call us at 631-965-4990. And remember, you guys, you can follow us on all the social medias. How do you do that? You go to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, iTunes, you can go all over the social media, and yes, we're on Radio.com, TuneIn Radio, and iHeartRadio as well. Mr. Speedy Petey, there's a lot of crazy things going yeah. on in the world right now. Yeah. We don't have any March Madness, we no, don't we have don't. the NHL playoffs as of right now, and we don't have the NBA playoffs, and by the way, the major leagues are not starting for a couple of weeks as well. How are you doing today? I'm just embracing all this craziness right now. I'm surprised it just came all of this. I, I mean, it was eventually going to be a ripple effect, but it was just interesting that I six hours ago I was watching the first half of the Big East tournament, and then they cancel it all of a sudden. Other conferences were going apart, and now all of a sudden we have no March Madness, and like you mentioned, not a lot of other sports. So just and, and, and that's crazy. Wh- and that's why we're here. We're here to entertain you guys, talk a little sports, and give you our sense of where we think sports is today. But, and we're going to get into this coronavirus or whatever the heck they call it. it. It really, it's absurd, and I have my own take on it. But before we do that, today and this week in sports. As everybody knows, Tom Brady is a free agent. Where is Tom going? Is he staying with the New England Patriots? Is he going to the 49ers? Is he going to the Panthers? Who knows? I mean, there's stories coming out throughout the country. Tom Brady's going everywhere. We don't know where Tom Brady is going, and the news is Tom Brady doesn't know where he's going. So whenever he knows, we know, especially with this coronavirus. So I, that's that, that's that with Tom Brady. Um, the Packers can restore Aaron Rodgers' MVP status with another strong offseason. Well, here's the problem. They're looking for a wide receiver. Where are they going? Are they going to go after Cobb again? There is not many good wide receivers that are going to be available. If they go after Odell Beckham, they're bringing a cancer in the locker room. They need wide receiving. They need that other guy right by Adam. So they're going to have to look for that guy, and they're going to have to find that guy in free agency or in a trade, via trade. So Yeah, the, and the draft is deep with receivers. I would focus on getting a linebacker safety help in free agency and try to draft a receiver. There's a lot of good receiving depth. Titans release outside linebacker Cameron Wake. Is his career over? We all know when you've seen Cameron Wake over the years in Miami, he was a dominant, really a dominant pass rusher, borderline Hall of Fame with his numbers and where he is as a player. He almost had 100 sacks in his career. I think he has 97 and a half starting his career very late. I think he started at age 28 or 29 because he played in the CFL. Yeah, well, I'm interested to see where he goes or if he's done and he's retiring. So it's going to be a very, very interesting offseason for Cameron Wake. 
NBA news. Fans are actively wishing death on Rudy Gobert. Oh, come on. After Donovan Mitchell tested positive for coronavirus. Well, fans aren't very nice, that's for sure. I don't know why fans are wishing anybody dead. We can only wish the best for Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and a speedy recovery for all the people that have come down with this virus. Uh, how the NBA dragged its feet before suspending the season due to coronavirus. Well, today, actually yesterday, the NBA decided to cancel, well, suspend their season as far as the, the regular season for the rest of the season. But is there going to be a playoffs? That's going to be the question. Is this coronavirus going to be gone? That's going to be another question. And we're going to see in the next couple of weeks. Utah Jazz reporter had to be tested for coronavirus after interviewing Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Well, duh. <laughs> Makes I mean, sense. They're breathing on you, so obviously. J- NB- uh, I'm sorry, MLB News. JT Romuto is reportedly targeting a massive new deal. Well, obviously, JT Romuto is a free agent after this year. And Philadelphia is looking to sign him for a long-term deal. This guy's one of the best catchers in baseball. So I'm expecting between 120 and $130 million for JT Romuto. Young, durable, and well-rounded. You don't get much better than that for Romuto, even though he had a slightly down year last year. And one more story. Social media erupted on how young Christian Yelich's mom looks. <laughs> well, Christian Yelich is a very rich man, and the Milwaukee Brewers love him so much that they gave him a $215 million nine-year contract. But for some reason, a picture came out of his mother, and she's one sexy, beautiful woman. So figure that one out. Why are fans talking about people's moms? Leave it up to me to do that. And that is today and this week in sports and entertainment. Here on Below the Mic. How do you like that, Speedy? Besides the last part, it was good. Why? They don't need to know. What do you mean they don't need to know? You know they're talking about Yelich's mom. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, I didn't mean that last part. Well, what is it? I, I want to leave it up to me. We'll leave it up to you. Gosh. Are you saying leave it up to me? That's what you said. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm leaving it up to me. Yes, and I, and I said I liked all the sentences you said and statements you said, except for that last sentence. Well, thank you, Speed. As you guys know, there's an epidemic right now going around throughout the United States and throughout the world right now. And I know a lot of people are upset because today... A lot of sports are canceling and suspending their leagues. The one sport and the one organization you wonder and question on the suspension is the NCAA March Madness bracket. Not only is this a sport, this is a livelihood for a lot of fans. And you think about the NCAA tournament, all these teams, all these coaches that worked Week in, week out for the last, I don't know, five months. To get into this tournament, you have teams like the Hostra, Hostra, um, what are they called? Pride. Pride, there we go. Hostra Pride. They changed their name a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Teams like that and Baylor, 
that had such a great season are not going to have a chance to prove themselves in the NCAA tournament. This is the best regular season in terms of just craziness, upsets, changes in the polls I've ever seen. And it's going to be stopped because of this. And what bothers me more than anything is the NCAA tournament is a moneymaker. And I understand this coronavirus is going around and people are catching it. And over, I think, 38 people have died so far here in the United States. The problem here is not the coronavirus. Oh, what do they call it? COVID-14. Corona. Uh, they call it COVID-14 or whatever the 19, heck they call yeah. it. Or 19. 19. The problem here is that we have the flu every single year. Every single year. And over 100,000 people worldwide die from the flu. There is no cure. Absolute no cure. Last year... Over 40,000 people in the United States died from the flu. Nobody was hiding away, hiding under their desks like there was a bomb coming or going out and buying toilet paper or overloading on food because they have to lock themselves in their house. You look at the NBA and you look at the NCAA, and I understand the way the NBA works, and I understand how Adam Silver works, and he wants to protect his players. Rudy Gobert came came down with Coronas a couple of two, uh, 48 hours ago. Donovan Mitchell yesterday, uh, last night, uh, it came out that Donovan Mitchell has Coronas. The problem here is not this. I, I wouldn't say it's a disease. I would say this. Bacteria has affected the world. And I look at sports and I, I, I understand why these organizations are protecting their players. They're multi-million dollar players. They're protecting their assets. But when you think of sports, you think of professional sports, you have to figure out ways to continue on. I look at the NBA right now, and I, 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 I like Adam Silver. I respect him as a, as a, a guy, commissioner. a commissioner, as a guy that runs an organization, a very popular organization. I think when I discuss this as an analyst, as a fan, this disturbs me. It really does. I think of the NBA, I think of the NBA, and Speedy, you have to stop texting on your phone. I'm not texting, I'm just trying to figure out why this video is frozen. Is it frozen right now? I'm trying to look on my phone to see. It's okay, it's not frozen. Okay. The NBA right now is in a panic. That's what it is. It's in a panic. And my complaint right now is not that the NBA is not doing the right thing. But they might be doing the wrong thing as well. Check the check the feed, Speedy. All right. It takes five seconds to check the feed. You can look at the feed. What disgusts me about the whole process of elimination here 
What is that, Speedy? The the problem right now with the NBA is the NBA is trying to protect their players. The NHL is trying to protect protect their players. The NCAA is trying to protect their players. How's it working, Speedy? I'm trying to turn the volume down on my phone. But my problem here rests on the commissioners of these organizations. Is it working? You, you, you keep talking. I'll deal with it. Well, you're really slow. I'm going to tell you that. Okay. I'm trying to turn the volume down so there's no other sounds. Well, you don't need to turn the volume. Yes, Let I me do. see it. I... I'm worried because the NBA is going to suspend the whole season. They're going to suspend the playoffs. The NHL is going to suspend the season, suspend the playoffs. And what worries me about that is because they're losing money. The NBA is losing money. The NHL is losing money. Fans are losing the opportunity to watch these professional sports, these college sports. And what bothers me more than ever is that a lot of these organizations might never get the chance. These NCAA teams, these college teams might never get the chance to be in the NCAA tournament again or be in divisional, the, the divisional uh, March Madness tournament. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of teams in this crazy year that either won, like you were saying with Hofstra earlier, made the tournament for the first time in a while. There's a lot of other teams that already played their conference tournaments that are in that position, and they're not going to be able to play now. In this kind of crazy year, there's teams like Baylor and Dayton that are – not teams you'd normally see as top three seeds. A lot of the Big East teams like Creighton and Seton Hall, they're usually more middle-tier teams, but now they have a chance to be two and three this year and have a great chance to to go far in this tournament, and now they're not going to get the chance to do that. So you definitely have to feel bad for those teams, those seniors, those coaches, and, and definitely those fans. And again, I think I think they had a right to be weary of the health of these players for sure just because of the sweat the aroma from the locker room stuff like that but there is ways to do that maybe you could have this the fans spread out in the seats or you could restrict the amount of people that can come in they did well with restricting the media access already and with technology you should be able to compensate for that even though even if there's not as much consumption of it but there are ways to be able to maneuver that where i didn't think they had to just cancel everything so suddenly like it did but i guess with with gobert doing it the way it is him being the first player to come out. Now we found out with Mitchell, maybe they're just trying to be ultra cautious. Well, I, what worries me right now is this affects the fans. This affects people wanting to get away from their, their boring lives. Everybody can't wait to watch Mar- March right. Madness. Everybody looks forward to watch March Madness. And now what do you look forward to right now in March? You don't have any baseball. You don't have playoff hockey. You don't have playoff basketball. You don't have anything right now. And that's the problem right now. What do the sports fans have anything to talk about? There's nothing. What is that? What's next? The UFC is going to completely cancel their fights coming up. The Khabib fight in Ferguson is never going to happen because of the coronavirus. Mm. This is this is a problem right now. Not only with professional sports, but the world right now. Yeah, there's some international sports as well that have been canceled because of that. And the Olympics were obviously a big talk when it first came out, too. So we'll see how it spreads, because it initially was an international thing. It started in China, and then it spread to Europe first. And everybody keeps talking about it. And I think this is going to be the talk of the town for sports radio throughout the weeks, because there's nothing going on. Nothing. And I'm going to tell you guys this right now. 
We are not going to be talking about this, uh, this uh, coronavirus virus or any of the stuff that's going on right now in the world. We're going to talk sports. We're going to get down and dirty of what's going on, where we think some of these free agents are going to go in the NFL. We're going to talk about what's going to go on in the uh, the NFL draft, where we think some of these players are going to go. We're not going to get into this where everybody's going to be discussing and have nothing to talk about when it comes to sports because that's not why we're here. We're here to entertain people. But it disgusts me right now when I see where everything is going in the world, where everything is going, and sports right now getting tossed around like it's a piece of garbage. You have the NCAA tournament being canceled. You don't even know if we're going to have an NHL playoff. We don't even know if we're going to have an NBA playoff. We don't even know when the MLB season is going to start. Some people are saying it's not going to start until May. And the other thing that's forgotten about with the NCAA tournament is the NCAA also said that all winter and spring tournaments and sports are canceled until further notice, too. So that means... There would be the spring sports, which normally have their championships in June, is now canceled. So everything would have to be pushed then to probably July for that. I don't know why anybody sh- would be happy right now when you look at the sports world as a whole and you see where the sports bo- the sports world is heading, where you can't be excited, you have nothing to talk about, and you wonder how long is this coronavirus is going to, is going to be here and take control of everything that's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. The stock market is down right now. People are going out and screaming <laughs> for food. They're going out and trying to buy as much toilet paper as they can get because they want to lock themselves in the house and wipe their own asses. And right now, that's not even the talk of the town. Here's what we're talking about. We're talking about this virus taking over the world. And we, the next thing we're going to be talking about, because there's nothing, going to be ta- nothing we're going to be able to talk about, is the Kardashian sisters. Oh, God. Because that's the way the world works. Media is taking this to a whole nother level. I understand this is a deadly virus. It is. So is the flu. So is AIDS. Nobody talks about how many people die from AIDS every single day. I mean, obviously, there's not 500,000 people, but there's 38 people that have died here in the United States so far from this disease. Why is this taking over the world in sports. I understand the commissioners of each league are trying to protect their players. Well, the sports arena and where they, obviously where they play the locker room, stuff like that. It's easy to catch those kinds of aromas if, if one player has it. But again, again there's other... Do you know what this disease does to you? Do I know? Do you know what it does to no. you? No. Okay. What it does to you is it, it, it pretty much clogs up your, your lungs that you can't breathe from your lungs. Okay. Okay? Yeah. The only people that will probably die from this disease or this whatever they virus. call it, virus, yeah. bacteria, the only people that will die from this is people that have lung problems, weak immune systems, old, over a certain age, like 65, 70 when their immune systems die, younger children that have weak immune systems. Guys like me and you, we're not going to die from this disease. Those athletes, the NBA players, the NCAA young basketball players, they're not going to die from this disease. Right, especially the NCAA players, which are all young. The the oldest one would be probably, what, 23 at most, if it's a fifth-year senior, so... That was especially bizarre. And again, there are other ways, I think, to precaution it, really. Because you're, I can understand because it's an arena, because it's a stadium, if you're an outdoor sport. And then the locker rooms are going to have those stenches, those aromas. And again, just the sweat of everybody. But again, 
there are other ways to deal with it. I'm just surprised they took it this suddenly all at once just because of one guy in Rudy Gobert, who is an international player, too. So you wonder He's a great he, player. He is and a great so player. So is Donovan Mitchell. Right. My point is it's an international player. It started as an international disease. You wonder if it's just that or if it's, again, more American cases. Because there, there have been 38 American cases, so they have every right to be worried. But, again, it's— So hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. 38 cases, 38 people passed away. How many people have come down with this disease so far here in the United States? I think it's like by the thousands. Yeah. By the thousands. And only 38 people have died from this. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's a catastrophe, and I'm not taking away for all those families that lost their loved ones. I'm not taking that away at all. So don't quote me on this that I'm trying to put down the virus or anybody that's passed away from this disease. I or or this virus. But what bothers me right now is that that right now, March Madness, which is makes millions and millions of dollars, these players that are the next superstars in the NBA, and that everybody can't wait for March Madness to come out, to bet, to play your bracket, to watch these young players take their teams to higher heights, to the Final Four, to the Elite Eight, mm-hmm. to the Sweet 16. We're never going to see it. This is the first time since 1939 we're not going to see March Madness. And in that time, there wasn't March Madness. There were five, four teams that made it or five teams, six teams that made yeah, it. Yeah, something like that. And they go all the way to the tournament and they go to the, way to the championship game. Since the 70s, this March Madness, the way this bracket is brought to the world, everybody, it's, it's sustainable for the fan to watch and to really keep up with. There's different ways people do it, too. They have the office pools. You have now, what are we money, looking? Yeah. What are we looking forward to? Right. This offseason. What are we looking forward to? We, we we might not have an NBA playoff. You have all these teams that are fighting for that number one pick. If if the season is over right now, Golden State has the best chance of winning it. Is that fair to the, to the other teams that have been bad all season long? Is it fair to them that Golden State has the chance to get the number one pick when there's about 17, 18 games left? Is it fair to those teams? Not at all. And with Steph Curry back, too. That could have made a difference, too. Is it fair to them? How about the NHL? How about some of the teams that are in a race right now? The Rangers being one of them. One point out of the playoffs. The Islanders. The Islanders, too. One point out of a playoff spot. Now, if the season were to end now, those teams are not making the playoffs. Because if they're taking away the rest of the season just going for the playoffs... All the teams that are in it right now are not included, the Rangers and the Islanders. Because they couldn't finish their last 16, 17 games. Is this bad? Yeah, it's bad. It's bad for um, in the, uh, the business world. Right now, small businesses are losing money. I guarantee some small businesses are going to be completely kaput. Because unless, of unless you're online, yeah, that's going to be trouble. <laughs> And even these big organizations like basketball, like the NBA, like the NHL, and the NCAA, they're losing millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And the NCAA especially because they're losing, I think, six or seven different sports too. It's not just the basketball. Obviously, basketball is the biggest one, but they're losing all their sports all at once, winter and spring, that are going to lose out on these tournaments too. And they're... For the spring sports, their entire seasons practically. Baseball just started in softball, but that's really it. This thing, th- this coronavirus is not only hitting us, 
It's going to hit organizations. It's going to hit companies. It's going to hit everything. And anybody that thinks that this is a good thing and, and think the thought that, oh, I'm away from school. I could sit home and watch movies all day. Here's the problem. You're stuck here. You're stuck at your house. You're stuck at, you're stuck at your church. You're stuck. You can't go to school. You can't finish school. Look at all these schools that are going to be held back. They're not going to be finishing school until maybe June. Just think about it. You have to take regences. If you're in college right now trying to graduate from college, you got to take your boards. you got to take your elective mm. finals. Right. What are these colleges going to do? I don't want to hear this internet crap thing that they're doing right now, these colleges are doing right now, because it's not the same thing on going to class and learning from the teachers. Right, especially if it's something that's not designed to be an online class either, because there are specified online classes, but some of them have to be just so suddenly. And if you're not in college, you're in high school or in elementary school, yeah, you're not, probably not ending until July. How could this not bother you guys? And we're a sports radio show. I'm not only talking about sports. This affects us completely in our lives. This completes this, – this affects us completely. How about this? If you work in a hospital, if you work in a hospital, you have to go into a hospital every single time you come in contact with somebody – you got to wash your hands. Think of the bacteria and, and, and think of the dirt that you're not picking up with your hands. Right. And every time you touch a wall, you touch a knob, you touch a, a toilet seat, mm -hmm. you got to wash your damn hands. Oh, well, you got to wash your hands touching a toilet seat, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But as a fan, as, as a sports fan... This is not fun. This is not something that I'm looking forward to. And even as a radio show host, where we're gonna be, we're here to uh, entertain you guys and talk sports with you. What are we gonna be talking about? Golf, yeah, tennis. It's it's golf, the XFL, and NASCAR are the only three sports that haven't done anything yet. This is a this is a bad situation, and and I understand what Trump is doing, and 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 I'm not gonna talk politics because this is a sports radio show. I'm not getting into politics. I understand the whole situation right now. They don't want you to travel. They don't want you to drive certain places if you don't need to drive or fly certain places if you don't need to fly. Mm -hmm. But that's not going to stop this, this, this virus. It's not. You know what, Hiding in your house is not going to stop this virus because if you have it and you don't know – how about this? If you're a carrier and I don't know you're carrying, if I get it, anybody that walks into this house is going to get it. And you have a case to be cautious just in public anyway or even within your own house if you live with a bunch of roommates or something like that. You, have, you could be cautious with something like that. But again, public overreaction, the way it's been, it seems like we're going to lose power forever. It seems like we're going to – oops. It seems like we're going to – something like that is going to happen where it seems like it's going to be a disaster. And again, for some people it could be if you have personal experiences with it. But at the same time, it isn't something where – you're going to be getting it just on everybody because it's Spit still it only, out, Junior. Spit it's it out. It's only going to be a, a small sample of the population of the world population and from a regional population. And again, I think what they were doing, like you were saying with the hospitals, what they're doing with the everyone washing their hands, Purell, whatever they want to use, it they, doesn't work. They started that with with the sports too. The Big Ten tournament was having it. The Speedy. SEC was term, tournament was having Purell it. Purell does not work. Okay. I work in a hospital. Purell is not going to stop the coronavirus. Just so all you guys know, all right. the Purell, that hand sanitizer, is not going to stop you from getting the coronavirus. 
So if you want to stop the coronavirus, this is what you need to do. You need to go put your hands under the sink, make sure you get some dial-out bacteria soap, and wash your hands for 20 seconds. Okay, but that wasn't my point. My point was – What is your point? Get to your point. The – those tournaments have still been trying to be aware of it and make it so these athletes and these fans can stay clean. So I'm surprised it only took one day for them to just all of a sudden revert to the other extreme and ban everything. What are you talking about? One organization, like the NBA, canceled and suspended their games. So when you look at one big organization, one of the biggest organizations in the world, is is suspending their play – you're going to look at all the other organizations like the NHL, like the NCAA tournament. If they don't do it, the NBA did it, and, and NFL is canceling flights for their players and, mm-hmm. and, and team executives for flying scouts, yep. and scouts and stuff like that, then obviously the other organizations like the NHL, the MLB, and all those organizations are going to cancel their sports and suspend them. Now, does it help us? No, it doesn't. Because we lose... The one thing we look forward to every single day of our life after work is popping on the TV, putting on ESPN, ESPN Plus, or ESPN2, or, or NBC Sports Radio, or NBC Sports, or, or the MSG, or whatever you follow, whatever teams, wherever you're from, you follow. Now you have nothing to watch. Right. You're going to watch Netflix shows. You're going to go watch TV shows that you haven't watched since... 1970. <laughs> That's the problem right now. That's where we're living right now. Here in the States, we're stuck in a cabin where we can't walk out of the cabin because we're afraid to catching something. Mm. I'm just surprised, though, with the size of the stadiums that, and the arenas that they couldn't do something about like this. Like what? What are you going to do? How are you going to stop the coronavirus? Now, if, I, I didn't say stop. I said try to experiment how? with different things. How? Here's an example. So... Instead of, having, instead of having the bench players – I'll use the NCAA tournament, for example. Instead of having the bench players in their respective conference tournaments sitting next to each other where, right near where the game is happening, maybe they have them sit in the, in the stands and have fans sit maybe five or six rows back and try to experiment with something like that Speedy. where it's spread out. Because these arenas are big enough where it's Speedy. possible. Speedy, let me tell you something. If you know anything about this virus, which I do because I'm at the fire department – and I'm going and picking up people that are sick all the time, and I'm at a hospital almost every single day. Everybody knows with this virus, if you're within six feet of them, six feet, and there's any kind of cough in the air, you're going to catch it. If I t- people are touching elbows, you think you can't catch coronavirus by touching elbows? You absolutely could. Yeah, that was weird too. I don't know why people are doing you that. You absolutely but... could. I don't know why anybody is doing that. You can catch <laughs> coronavirus no matter what you do. No matter what you do. You can wear masks. By the way, guys, your mask that you wear is not going to stop the coronavirus. There's only certain masks that you can wear that will stop you if somebody has coronavirus. So, again, you're... Annoyed at the organizations for suspending play. So how would you solve it? I'm just curious. You would just keep it normal? Would you Would you do something like that where no fans? How do we solve the flu? How do we solve the how flu? How do we solve the flu every single year? What do we do? What do the players do when they have the flu? They sit out. Exactly. They're okay. not in the stadium. When Sam Donald had mono this year, what did the Jets do? Keep him out for six weeks. They sent him home and he was not around the team until they felt 
he was better and en- and healthy enough to come around the players and the team. Okay, so you what you're saying is they should play until there's a suspicion. No. If if this if Rudy Gobert has coronavirus and Donovan Mitchell has coronavirus, you send him home until it's gone. Until they heal. And they just play like normal. The rest and of the they team. just play like okay. normal. They're just curious. And here's another thing. If you here's another thing I would have done if I was the NBA or the NHL. I would have doctors at the doors before you walk into the stadium. And there's tests that you can do. They're expensive tests, but they're tests. And these teams and these organizations are making millions of dollars. What they should be doing is those tests should be at the door. And they should be giving each and every one of the people that walk through the stadium that test. Mm. If they pass, they're allowed in. If they don't, you send them home. That's what you do. That's good. That's a good idea. That's what you do. You don't cancel March Madness. You don't cancel the NBA playoffs, which they haven't yet, but they probably will. You don't cancel the NHL playoffs. This is bad. This is this hurts the economy. This hurts us as not even fans. As what about the people that work in those stadiums? What about the ushers? What about the an analyst and and all the all the people that get paid to work? The popcorn makers, mm. the pizza makers, the hamburger makers, the speedy makers, <laughs> the bobblehead makers. That's what we'll call you. This is a problem. And this is a problem that we're not going to figure out. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys, this is going to be long forgotten. This, the, coronavirus, the coronavirus is going to be long forgotten. But it won't be forgotten that the NCAA March Madness bracket is completely canceled. That the NBA might be canceling the rest of their season. That the NHL might be canceling their season. And that the MLB might start all the way in May their 162-game season. That'll go into the winter if that happens. The only thing we're going to remember is not the virus. We're going to remember the sports and the leagues that didn't have a full season, that didn't have a playoff, and didn't have a playoff run. This is going to affect us. This is going to affect the fans. This is going to affect everybody. When we come back, we'll get more into the coronavirus. We're going to get into a lot of other things. we got some NBA NHL and Major League stuff to talk about here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. One nine six five four nine nine zero. This is below the mic. I'm your host, Errol Marks. My co-host, Speedy Petey. As you guys know, you can follow us by going to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com and follow us on all our social media platforms. Well, Kyrie Irving is back at it again. The cancer. Oh, we know him as the cancer. The guy that thinks the earth is so flat. (laughs) His brain is flat. This guy's been a cancer with every organization he has touched. First with Cleveland. Now with the Brooklyn Nets. And it's so funny. 
you're privileged to watch the kid play because he's a great basketball player. He really is. He has probably the best ball handling skills in the NBA. The guy can shoot. The guy can get to the hole and will. This guy is one of the best offensive, talented point guards in the NBA. But everybody knows him as a coach killer. Everybody knows Kyrie Irving as a coach killer. And I and this is what bothers me about Kyrie Irving is not the fact that he's oh so talented. And thank God he's not a new New York Nick. Thank God he's not a New York Nick. Because a lot of people last offseason wanted Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant so very bad. I think Kyrie Irving was the only way they were gonna get Kevin Durant anyway, though. And Kevin Durant went to Brooklyn and so did Kyrie Irving. I look at this particular story with Kyrie Irving, and I believe Kenny Atkinson got fired because of Kyrie Irving. I think he was a big reason why. I don't think he's the main reason, but I think he's a huge reason why. Kenny Atkinson doesn't have a job anymore. This is the same Kenny Atkinson that took the Brooklyn Nets to the playoffs when they had no business being there last year. Mm -hmm. That won almost 40 games. I think they did win 40 I think they won 42. I think they were 42-40. They won 42 games last year. With no Kyrie Irving, no Kevin Durant, with a a self-proclaimed good point guard in D'Angelo Russell that has not played well this year on any of the teams he's played for, the Golden State Warriors and now the Timberwolves. Who else did they have? Spencer Dinwiddie? Karis LaVerse wasn't even healthy last year. Yeah, it was mainly Spencer Dinwiddie and Joe Harris and Jared Allen. That was the best three players they had. And they won 42 games with... A coach that a lot of people were not happy about landing when the Brooklyn Nets brought him to the organization about three years ago. And then you're hearing stories now that Kyrie Irving's name is involved in the coach search. Kyrie Irving, not Kevin Durant, not even Sean Marks. The guy that we're hearing in this story is Kyrie Irving. Right. And it, it seems very strange because you're going from a Spurs ownership group. They brought him in just trying to be a well-run organization. They're trying to rebuild with all the lack of draft picks that they had. And all of a sudden, they switch back to a different direction to, the, to what they were in 2012 when they were trying to trade all these draft picks for veterans, make these veterans happy. And now you're doing it with Kyrie Irving, an even more egotistical one. You're just reverting back to what you already were were when you started your downfall as a franchise and you looked like right with the Knicks as one of the most dysfunctional franchises in the NBA and at that time they were probably worse and then Sean Marks where's Sean Marks from all this all you hear from Sean Marks is me and Kenny decided to part ways the organization started to part ways this is the same organization in the offseason last year says we have the coach of the future we're adding the best players that we can available in the offseason and we're going to be the best team, the best team we can be this coming season. And then all of a sudden, before the season's end, in the middle of the season, they fire their head coach. And now they're talking about who? What's this guy's name? Phil Handy. Phil Handy. He's a Lakers assistant. Phil Handy. This is what they're talking about. This is what the Brooklyn Nets are going to bring in over Kenny Atkinson. And CJ, I read what CJ, Kenny Atkinson, what's up, fellas? What's going on, my friend? I will tell you this right now. If Kyrie Irving is picking the coach, you might as well 
retire the season next year because I don't know who this guy is, just like I didn't know who Miller was, and he had a sensational season taking over for the New York Knicks. I hope he's not the New York Knicks head coach next year. What well, Quite possibly he will interview for the position because he did have a pretty good season as a backup coach. I don't know who he is, and I hope he's not the head coach of the New York Knicks. I hope we're hearing the names of Mark Jackson, Tom Thibodeau, Jeff Van Gundy, or even Kenny Atkinson. That's what I want to hear. I'd love to have Kenny Atkinson on the Knicks. Right now, as a fan, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, this is not a happy day. This is not something to be proud of when you have a point guard that is rowdy, who acts like a giant ass on the basketball field, and has done nothing, absolutely nothing. Nothing for the organization as a whole. All you've seen so far with Kenny Atkinson, I mean, um, Kyrie Irvin, is him opening his mouth, him sustaining who he thinks the players are going to not sustaining, who he thinks the players of the future are going to be on the New York, on the, on the Brooklyn Nets. Who do we got on the phone? You got CJ. What's going on, CJ? How are you? How are you, CJ? CJ, what's going on, my friend? Hello? Hello, Arrow. Can you guys hear me? I hear you. All right. Beautiful. What would you like to talk about? So, what are your thoughts on uh, all the all the major uh, sports teams now canceling their seasons? Oh, you didn't hear my take on it, did you? What do I no, think? I just got to t- the, I just got to tune in about five minutes ago. So. Oh, my God, what do I think? What, what do I not think? Right now, with with this Corona uh, outbreak that they're talking about, first of all, this is not bad. This is not as bad as the flu is. There are more people that die from the flu every single day it, when when it becomes uh, when it, when the winter comes around and the fall comes around, all the way to the spring. There are more people that die from that virus than this virus. What do I say? And I said this over and over again. I'll say it again. What I think the NBA, the NCAA should have done was have doctors standing at the terminals and before walking into the stadium, they give you the the coronavirus test. If you fail the test, you send them home. The people that are not failing the test, you let them in the stadium. That's one way. Or what I would have done is I would have taken the players that have the corona uh, outbreak virus I would have sent them home and let them get the proper help that they need to get better and and let the other players play for the rest of the season and until the playoffs. That's what I would have done as a GM or a a commissioner or something like that because the NBA, the NHL, and the NCAA tournament is losing millions and millions of dollars. They're losing a lot of money. And these players, these athletes that are making all that money, they're still going to get their money. These NBA players and NHL players, they're still going to get their money. The NCAA, these organizations, and, and the owners, they're not making their money. They're not getting And I don't feel bad for the owners. Trust me, I don't feel bad for them because they make millions and millions of dollars. I'm not saying to feel bad right. for them. But it bothers me that you have guys, people that can't wait to – they bought their tickets in the beginning of the season and can't wait to see LeBron James play against the Clippers, and they're not going to be able to see LeBron James play against the Clippers because they're not even going to have, they're not even gonna have uh, the, the rest of the season to watch it. And we're not even going to see well, – uh, 
We're, we might not even see the playoffs for the NBA. We might not see the Clippers versus the L.A. Lakers in the Western Conference Finals that mm. everybody wants to see. We might not see it this year. That's been hyped up since the start of the year when all those guys signed. Right. Well, let me, let me explain something to you guys, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Okay. Now, full disclosure, besides my podcast, Weapons Hot, I am a healthcare worker. I work as a pharmacy technician in a community pharmacy in Central Florida. So I am literally on the front lines with the healthcare workers, dealing with these people that are sick, that are not sick, etc. That being said, all of the sensationalism about the coronavirus coming out, I'm not saying that people do not have the right to be concerned because they should. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. The coronavirus is something that, runs along the same line as the flu. Some people are downplaying it. Others are making it sound like we're going through like the bubonic plague that killed, you know, millions upon millions of people in the 20s. Maybe we'll turn it to zombies. (laughs) Yeah, we got a better chance of Thanos coming down and, you know, getting the Infinity Gauntlet and snapping his fingers before something like that happens. So, you know, uh, but I digress. All right. I mean, the coronavirus is something that should be taken into consideration. And believe it or not, I kind of applaud the leagues for being proactive in not really canceling the seasons, but they're suspended until further notice. And the reason being is because they want to see how the next 30 days are going to uh, are going to turn out. Within those 30 days, the CDC is going to be pounding everything that they have and then some, to try to at least have some sort of treatment plan outlined and some sort of, or at least be close to some sort of a vaccination. And so you, and you, you, work in the, that pe- you, you do work in the health field like I do, and, and, and the coronavirus has something to do with your lungs. That's what it does. It, right, it, it does. affects your lungs. Basically what it does is, is that it's, it's, it's an advanced upper respiratory ailment. Now, the reason why, okay, if you suffer from any type of lung disease, any type of heart disease like COPD, congestive heart failure, okay, if you, even if you suffer from chronic asthma like myself, okay, I mean, I'm in my late 40s, and yes, I'm worried about getting this thing, but I probably have a better chance than somebody who is suffering from COPD who could be in their 60s. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. So that's why that's why for our elderly population, it's important for them to just stay inside, make sure they take, make sure that they're keeping themselves healthy, washing or you know washing their hands and sanitizing. And I think it's utterly ridiculous that everyone is in such a panic to go out and to go get paper towels and Lysol and so on and so forth. Toilet paper. Do you hear about the guy? You hear about the guy? Did you hear about the guy that stole twelve? What is it? 12 toilet papers or whatever the heck he, he – what was it? Oh, God. I, 12 I think it was, single toilet papers from um, – I forget what supermarket. A, uh, oh, it was a supermarket? It was, it was a, a supermarket. restaurant. Okay. No, it was a supermarket. He oh, okay. stole 12 toilet Jeez. papers from a supermarket, ran out, and he got caught down the road because it was not <laughs> enough toilet paper, and he didn't have enough money to pay for it. Oh, God. I mean, come on. You know, Every time there's a blizzard here in New York, people are freaking going out and buying so much food because they think they're going to be trapped in their house for days on end. When everybody knows right. by, you know, within 24 hours, you're going to be able to plow yourself out. I, I, this is ridiculous right now. This is absolutely ridiculous. And 
I understand what you're saying. You want to applaud. Uh, you want to applaud um, all the commissioners for what they're doing. Right, I do not. Being, I do not proactive because of the fact that I don't it, applaud. All it takes is for one person. Errol, listen to me. I'm telling you. All it takes is for one person who is infected, who doesn't know that they're infected, and then all of a sudden they start having a, a coughing fit at a Knicks game, or a Nets game, or a Rangers game, or a Devils game. Okay, or, or any game for that matter. Okay, you single-handedly infect tens to possibly hundreds of people just off the bat. You know. All right. So, I've been talking to so, my coworkers so, so, for the, for, CJ, so for the past couple of days about the uh, about the movie Outbreak. Do you guys remember the movie Outbreak? Yes, with the monkey. Hopkins, yes, with Renee the monkey. Russo. Yes, with the monkey. Yes. All right. Right. So, although that's fiction, but the way that the Motaba virus in the movie was able to be spread. It was spread through droplets being airborne. Okay? So now do I think the coronavirus is going to be as bad as the way that they portrayed Motaba? No, absolutely not. It's a, it, it's a movie. It was there for entertainment value. Okay? But what people need to do is be mindful like they do during every flu season. They encourage everybody to get their flu shot. They encourage everybody to get checkups. They encourage everybody to keep themselves healthy. It's the same stuff that they've been doing for the past hundred years since they've been practicing medicine. So I don't understand why, like, everyone is thinking that the end of the world is coming where it's, where it, it's not. It's basically just an advanced form of the flu. Now, again, I want to reiterate because I'm sure that there are people out there that are going to be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? He's downplaying it like it's not that big of a deal. You have to look at this from a rational point of view. Okay, we're not talking about a measles outbreak with no vaccine. Okay? It, they said the same thing in 2009 with the Zika virus. What did they do? Within three months after Zika, three and a half months, they developed the vaccine. They developed the treatment program. Right now, they have no idea how to treat this virus. None. Zero. Zip. Zilch. Nada. Okay, you go to hospitals. Hospitals don't even really have the equipment or the testing necessary to properly diagnose coronavirus right now. Because this is still in its infancy status. It's a so man-made. It's a man-made. It's a man-made virus. Okay, that's what it is. It came from China. And to me, they do have a way of figuring out if you have a corona or not. They have tests right now in urgent care. They do have the tests. And if they cared so much about making money and making sure that their sports are going to move forward, a.k.a. March Madness, which they canceled for the whole season, now yeah. all the work that these teams and these kids put into all season long, the coaches and the scouting, it went to nothing. It went to crap. And to me... If they cared so much about their sport, what I would have done, right. if I, what I would have done is I would have had doctors at every single terminal, at, or not doctors, nurses, or whatever you have, um, medical assistants at their terminals, making sure that you give them the test. If they pass the test, you can go right in. If you don't pass the test, we got to send you home, or we'll send you to the nearest hospital. That's what should be happening. Do not cancel March Madness with all the millions of dollars that they're throwing away. That's Listen, my you argument. Make, you, make a valid, uh, you make a valid argument. All right, but, uh, but I think that 
the NCAA, again, is trying to be proactive, and they're following the lead of the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball. It's a different organization. Uh, you know this. At, 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 least, at least postponed. Like, cancel, I think that, I think it's a little bit of a strong word because until I hear that's it, we're they not did. having a tournament. They canceled? They said sudden, the word canceled. They, they said cancel. Know, hold on, CJ. Hold on, CJ. They did say we're canceling March Madness. It's canceled. Kaput. It's spring. It's gone. All it's, winter and spring NCAA sports it's gone. are canceled. There's no more NCAA tournament. There's not going to be a March Madness. There's not going to be a bracket. There's not going to be anything. That's that's the fact. Well, then shame on the NCAA then. You know why? Because what they're doing is is that they're not following the road of the professional route, where the professional route, they were very careful in how they worded it, where they said, we are postponing games for the time being until further notice until we can feel safe having not only the players out there, but also the fans to be able to enjoy the games, which is the right thing to do. Right, and they also could so, have made it easier because they have students, obviously, that are in classes. They, most of their semesters end in May. Why not have them be right, right after that school year so they could focus on their classes, whether they're online still, because most of them are online at this point, or in-person classes if those schools are willing to risk it. If they do something like that and have the tournaments be in May or June right after that, they right. could do something like that, that where would, this whole outbreak could go out. Because the NCAA had a lot more leeway to do that because of that in comparison to the professional sports leagues. Right. You know, and, uh, and the thing is, is that, see, I didn't hear the NCAA announcement today because I spent the majority of the day at work fielding right. questions about the coronavirus and filling prescriptions, etc., so I really didn't get the opportunity to really hear a lot of the press conferences today. A lot of the stuff that I heard was all second, it was second and third head info. What a bunch so, of baloney! What March? What the uh, the guy, the president of the NCAA? Mark Emmert, yeah. Yes, the president of the NCAA tournament said it. What a crock! Okay, because to me, as much as you're trying to protect the players and young players, these kids are young players. They're they're even if they got the coronavirus, they're not going to die from it. Unless they have a lot right, but problem. here's the thing, Arrow. Here's here, here's the thing, and I, I get it. I see the angle that you're coming from, but the thing is, is that the NCAA is looking at this as a liability issue. That's fine. Could That's you fine. imagine if, God forbid, all right, say Duke plays Temple, okay, in the first round of the NCAA tournament? Yes. And there's a kid. Who, who, there's a kid who's on there who has the coronavirus and doesn't know I it. I told you. I told you. And God forbid he dies. Uh, that's fine. Okay? And, uh, and you that's, know what kind of a lawsuit uh, I, the NCAA absolutely. I, we, we're I looking under, at? I understand what you're saying. The I, irony is Duke was the first one to be proactive about it. They told the ACC, we're not playing any of our sports. Then the ACC said, we're not se- we're not playing any of our sports. And then it led to a whole ripple effect with every other conference. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Duke or North Carolina. I don't really care. That's not what I'm saying. You could have figured a way where you could have kept playing in the tournament. You could have had the tournament and the bracket. And that, the way that I told you guys that I would have done is these are multi-million, billion-dollar organizations. These schools are multi. They're making millions and millions of dollars off of March Madness. Do you know that every single game that these teams play in March Madness, they're making $10 million? Win or lose, yeah. $10 million. So you're telling me. With, and they do have a test right now. They do have the corona test. They do it at my hospital. There is a test. It's one test. All you got to do is put your tongue on it. Bomb. They'll know exactly if you have corona or you don't. Okay? They should have had these tests set up at the stadium 
before anybody walks into the stadium. If you have it, there's a that you set up like a, a a bank of doctors or whatever you do, or make sure that there's paramedics or whatever you have ambulance there, so they can rush them to the hospital and give them what get right. them what they need. That's what I would have done if I was the president of the NCAA tournament. I would have not canceled well, uh, the NCAA tournament. Well, I think if you were, if you were president of the NCAA tournament, the first thing that you would you wouldn't have said in front of the camera was we're canceling March Madness. I okay, wouldn't that would that, that that's a dead sentence right there. Well, they weren't okay, trying the to initially. Sta- the prepared statement should have should have read that you would have been given if you were the president of the NCAA. Should have been, we are going to postpone the NCAA tournament until further notice, until the coronavirus, on, on, until we feel that it is safe to let our student athletes back into the facilities, back into the arenas, to let the fans back in, so that way everyone can enjoy the experience of the NCAA tournament. Well, look on the bright they side. They wouldn't have said cancel. Look on the bright side. North Carolina had a very bad season, so it doesn't even matter. So all those North Carolina very fans. Very bad season. Those North Carolina fans, they could forget this season even happened because they're not going to have an NCAA tournament, so they're not even going to remember that they didn't make it. <laughs> so, True. Right. So, so in, in, in the bright side of ways, a.k.a. Matty Caps, he has nothing to worry about. It's a new season next year, and you could start all over again. But to me, CJ, and we're going to let you go, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted what the... Oh, I could imagine. What because, the, you know, we don't know how this is also going to impact NFL free agency. Mm-hmm. We don't know how it's going to impact the NFL draft. There could be a possibility that in the days, you know, in, 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 the, in the days and weeks leading up to the draft, if the coronavirus has spread a significant amount where... You know, the NFL draft could be canceled. And shame on you know, the... Or, and shame or, or, and, or uh, could be postponed. Could sh- be postponed to May. Could and, be postponed to June. And shame on the Chinese government for not trying to figure out ways to keep this contained. Right. I, shame on them. Because what they did was they practically outbraked the, the whole world with this, this, this virus. That's what they... I keep calling it a disease, but it's a virus. Mm. They, they're the ones that should be blamed for this. Because... To me, I believe this has everything to do with politics. I'm not going to talk about this on on the radio. This is a sports radio show. But I have absolutely no doubt about it, believe that this is because of um, the presidency being up right now. The election is going to be up uh, in the next couple of months. Donald Trump, the, the world practically hates Donald Trump. And they don't want him to be in office. And they're trying every possible way to get him out of office. But... I'm going to tell you, all, all you Americans, and I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, and I'm not going to tell you if I am or I'm not. Donald Trump, since he's been in office, go look at our numbers in our stock market. Go look at the jobs that are available now. Go look at our, our economy right now and the growth of what our economy has been in the last four years. And you tell me he hasn't done the job that he was out to do when he came in office. I'm not saying he's smart. I'm not saying that he, he says the right thing. Because I will agree with you guys. He doesn't. But Donald Trump is not the reason to blame this. He is this not. This should not be politicized at all whatsoever. Yeah. This is not right. Donald Trump's fault. So I, I just think it's ridiculous how I'm, see, I'm, I'm seeing things on TV that people are pointing fingers at Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump's fault. This has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Nothing to do with him. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. This, to me, is a joke. 
And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the virus. I'm talking about the whole political part of it is a joke. Right. And, it, and to me, it affects us in talking sports and it affects us on watching the sports because we have nothing to watch. What do we got? We got golf and tennis for the next couple of weeks. Or, or, and XFL or games with no fans. <laughs> or NASCAR. I mean, it's ridiculous. The XFL is still playing games. Why can't the Without NCAA, fans, right. Uh, I'm sorry. If that's, what it, if that's what makes the games go on, then the NCAA tournament should have done the same thing well, as they well. Tr- they tried initially. Then two days later, they decided to go the other extreme. Unbelievable. Well, you know, as I said, just because I know you guys got to let me go. I just think that, you know, the, the, I, I applaud. The sports, for the, you know, the sports organizations, I applaud the NBA, I applaud uh, National Hockey League, I applaud Major League Baseball. You know, I even applaud the, uh, the NCAA to an extent for wanting to postpone, you know, the sporting events right now until we get a handle on, uh, on this virus or at least there's some sort of treatment plan in play so that way they're not putting their, you know, their, their athletes at risk and most of all fans at risk as well. So I applaud them for being proactive. Now, that being said, us being in the medical community, mm-hmm. we, still re- we still need to remain vigilant, you know, make sure that we're communicating to patients that they need to wash their hands and they need to make sure that they're taking care of themselves. And most of all, for these people out there that want to start all this panic, they need to just quiet down, plain and simple. CJ, thank you for calling. I'm going to call you a little bit later because we got things to talk about, my friends. Yeah, absolutely. You know how to get a hold of me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on tonight, guys. Thank you for calling the show. CJ Desimone, who I'll tell you this right now, he has a great Jets show. Uh, he It will be airing on our network very, very soon. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, he gives you so, so much entailed information for the New York Jets and where the New York Jets are heading. So we will we'll be talking to CJ in the next couple of weeks, and you're going to hear his show on our network in the next couple of weeks as well. When we come back, we'll finish up with Kyrie Irving, and we're going to get into more sports talk here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You love Tears for Fears, don't we're, you? We're all Tears for Fears today. You'll get your song at the last break. Oh, there you go. As you guys it's know... It's a Thursday tradition. Yeah. 631-965-4990 is the number. CJ just called. Anybody that wants to call the show, you're more than welcome to call the show as we get into all the week in sports. And obviously, we don't have much sports to talk about because yeah. they're all canceled or suspended or whatever they are. Out of order. How's that sound? <laughs> As you know, you can follow us by going to our website at www.sportsonthego1.com. You can also go to our other website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Well, Kyrie Irving. Back to Kyrie Irving. I know we've been talking about the coronavirus for the whole show. And Speedy pissed me off in the first segment because Speedy was too busy looking at the phones. But that's fine. We all get pissed off, and, and I'm pissed off right now because I, I look at the league right now, and I look at sports right now. I've got nothing to watch on TV. What am I watching? Movies that I've watched about a billion times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is nothing to watch on TV anymore. I, I guess I'm going to have to fall in love with a TV show or something for the next couple of weeks because there's nothing to watch. And I'm sorry, as much as I like to watch the major golf tournaments like the Masters or the U.S. Open, 
I have no interest of sitting there and watching a bunch of guys hit a little ball around for 18 holes. That's just not me. I only watch that when I'm going to the U.S. Open or I'm going to the Masters or whatever the heck I'm doing, the British Open right. or the big tournaments. That's when I watch golf, and that's really when I watch tennis too, when I watch the U.S. Open or uh, or the different Australia Open or, or, or Wimbledon. That's when I watch tennis. Back to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving has been a cancer everywhere he's gone. He's only been with two teams. Three. Well, three Celtics. teams. That's right, the Celtics. I'm sorry. I forget the Celtics because he, he barely played with the Celtics. <laughs> right. I mean, the guy was injured every single year. How many? He had a knee injury. He had an ankle injury. He had a thumb injury. I mean, the guy couldn't stay on the court. But this, this story with this coach that no one's even heard of. Nobody's even heard of. I've been hearing Tyrone Lue. If you're going to fire Kenny Atkinson. For Tyrone Lue or this Hank or Hanky, whatever his Hanky, Hanky Spanky, Wanky, whatever his name is, if you're going to fire a good coach for this garbage, well, Sean Marks is going to be fired before we even know it. Because Sean Marks has done every single thing right until this. He's done everything right. Even bringing in Kyrie Irving. You brought in Kyrie Irving because you wanted to land Kevin Durant. That's why you brought in Kyrie Irving. So you did the right thing, bringing in Kyrie Irving. But now you brought in a cancer who has been here for no longer than, what, 50 games? Not even. <laughs> 50 games. He's been with the, the, the Brooklyn Nets. And he's played in, what, 20 of them? 25. 25. Jeez. And he's already getting the coach fired. He's already getting the coach fired. He was the same guy, him and LeBron were the same guys that got David Blatt fired. From the Cleveland, uh, the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. Cavaliers. This guy has been a cancer. The only reason why Brad Stevens wasn't fired because Brad Stevens is just one of the best coaches in the NBA, and he wasn't going to have it, and he either was Danny Ainge. But this story coming out that Kyrie Irving is going to make the choice, he's going to make the decision on who's going to be the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets is ridiculous. He's not even the best player on the team. Kevin Durant came out and said that this is not a way. Uh, this is not the way a championship competitive team is supposed to be doing business. Right, and you, remember you were making fun of Kevin Durant for saying the comments he did about the Nets young players and how good and ke- how good Kenny Atkinson was. Not a Kevin coach. Durant, Kyrie Irving. Well, no, Kevin Durant. You were saying how good their young talent is, yes. and that's why he chose the Nets over the Knicks. You were saying that. Now, if Kyrie Irving chooses the coach and has all this influence, that might piss off those young players like it did with the Celtics. How remember? could it not piss off Kevin Durant right now? Kevin Durant came to the team knowing that that Kenny Atkinson was going to be the head coach of this team. Right now, Kenny Atkinson's no part, no longer a part of the team, and he hasn't even stepped on the court right. uh, with a Brooklyn Nets and that, jersey. And that could drive the young players out too, because a lot of those young players were standing up for Kenny Atkinson. And again, it could be the same case of what happened with the Celtics with those young players, and why Rozier wanted out, Jalen Brown wanted out. He's still there, obviously, but a lot of those guys wanted out because of that, and that could lead to just being. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and nobody else, a really scrap heap team with Kyrie Irving's selective coach. And even in the Eastern Conference, that's still not going to do very well. It would bother me if I was a Brooklyn Nets fan knowing that they fired Kenny Atkinson because of Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Not Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Your second best player. And by the way, your second best player that's played only 25 games this year. (laughs) This guy. And And this is the same team that right now is the seventh seed. You fire your coach in the middle of the season when you were a seven seed. Now, it doesn't matter now because of the coronavirus. It doesn't matter 
because we don't even know if they're going to have a playoff. But nevertheless, you fire Kenny Atkinson in the middle of a season when you had a 42-win season last year, and you were in the playoffs when you had no business being there with the team that you had. And even though they lost to Toronto, they played well in that series, too. And we, we know what happened with the Raptors. They won the NBA Finals. It makes me sick to my stomach knowing – and it actually makes me happy as a Knicks fan that Kyrie Irving's not a New York Nick because that would have been a joke uh, – uh, Really, the joke of the town, if we had a big-time coach like Kenny Atkinson in there, and you know what? James Dolan decided to fire Kenny Atkinson because Kyrie Irving doesn't like him. I mean, seriously. Now, this could be a good thing for the New York Knicks because now Kenny Atkinson is available for the New York Knicks to interview. Please make it happen. And uh, listen, there are a lot of good coaches that the Knicks are going to interview in the offseason. They have Mark Jackson, which a lot of people want, Jeff Van Gundy, Tom Thibodeau, and Kenny Atkinson. There are a lot of good New York-born coaches right there on the list. Now the question is, where do the Knicks go? Do they go with the guy that has been has the coaching experience with the New York Knicks because he was the coach of the New York Knicks in the 90s, and Jeff Van Gundy, who hasn't coached since the Houston Rockets. That was like eight years ago. Who the, I think the NBA has completely passed him by. Or Mark Jackson, who hasn't coached in five years. The Golden State Warriors. But he did a good job with those players when they were very young, too. Keep that in mind. But he hasn't coached in five years in the NBA. And the NBA has completely changed right. in the last five years. No, that's fair. I'm not saying I don't. I prefer Atkinson over him, too. But I'm just saying if that's the case, maybe they can't get Atkinson. Atkinson signs with a, a playoff contending team. You at least have that option where Mark Jackson built up the beginning of that Warriors stretch and then he got fired, unfortunately, and got like, unlucky in a sense because they ended up winning after that. My two leads right now is Kenny Atkinson and Tom Thibodeau. Okay. That's who – That's a, I want the guys that have been in the league and have coached in the league for the last couple of years and then you know the speed of the game and the change in the transition of the game. I do not want – you have a preference to, between the two or I, – I would go Tom Thibodeau one, Kenny Atkinson two. Okay. Just curious. It would be – this is the way I would order. Tom Thibodeau, one. Kenny Atkinson, two. Mark Jackson, three. Jeff Van Gundy, four. That's what I would do. And I'm sure they're going to interview more guys because Rose has his own thoughts on who he thinks should be the coach of the new New York Knicks. And they're going to coach – they are going to interview Miller because Miller has had a sensational season with the players that he has played with. And he's done a sensational job after taking over for David Fisdell, who was absolutely a bombshell of what they thought he was going to be. He might get another job somewhere else if the Knicks let him go, too. They might see a small sample of that working with that team. Oh, I, I think somebody will look at Miller and give him an opportunity because his his uh, his way of offense worked for the New York Knicks. Her, worked for R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett looked like he was getting better and better as the season progressed because of the offense. So you see the growth of some of the young players that the Knicks have, and if you had the right coach, that can really transition some of these players to become superstar players and maybe give them five or six years ahead of time to being a good team. Definitely. I don't know if anybody knows that uh, Robbie Anderson is a free agent this year. (laughs) And we're going to get into football right now because, to me, I'm hearing this story, and it's a complete joke. Robbie Anderson has come out and said that he wants the chance to play with Tom Brady. (laughs) Okay? Now, there is stories coming out, and I've said this over and over again, that Robbie Anderson wanted to be traded to the Oakland Raiders at the trade deadline last year. Now it's the Las Vegas Raiders. Who are strangely in rumors for Tom Brady. (laughs) Now, wouldn't it be swell? And I've said this over, over and over again. I believe Tom Brady will be a Vegas Raider. I do believe he will be a Vegas Raider. 
in the next couple in the next week we're going to know where Tom Brady is going and I wouldn't be so surprised if he goes to Vegas. I also believe that Robbie Anderson wants to go to Vegas. He wants to go play for his hometown. I guess that's where he's from. Is he from? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he's he, he, he grew up a Raiders fan. I know that. He grew up a Raiders fan. But who is Robbie Anderson? What has Robbie Anderson done with the New York Jets? No, he's from New Jersey. I see it. Okay. What did Robbie Anderson do with the New York Jets? Are you going to talk about the five or six years, the five years he's been in New York Jets? He's had three good seasons. He never broke 1,000 yards, ever. He never broke 1,000 yards. The most yards he's ever had was 939. When you think of Robbie Anderson, you don't think of a star number one wide receiver. Right. You don't. And you think of... You don't even think of him as a two. I think of him as, as a, a three. three. As a three, yeah. Right. And, and he you, wants number one money. And you look at what you just said, the 939 yards. How many of those 939 yards were in two games? That's how he always is. He and has I'm two not, flashy games and then he's gone silent. And I don't hate Robbie Anderson. I don't. And I'm a Jet fan, so I do not hate Robbie Anderson. But what bothers me about Robbie Anderson is the fact that this guy has nothing good to say about the Jets organization or the money that he hasn't made. But what has he done on and off the field? He's gotten in trouble off the field, not once, not twice, but three times. On the field, the guy's throwing his helmet around, acting like a jackass. Every time he, every time he gets a touchdown, he's dancing around, doing stupid things, giving the fans these weird gestures in the – on the Jets' sidelines. I mean, this guy has been nothing but a joke for the New York Jets organization. Is he talented? Yeah, he's a speedy guy that can catch the ball. He also has pot hands. Right, and he also is not a great route runner for somebody of his speed. He can run straight streaks, he can run slants, and that's everything else is kind of questionable with him. And he wants number one wide receiver money. He wants double digits per year. Yeah, the Raiders might do it because they've been... Because like they're that a bunch of past. idiots. That's and, why. Right. They're a bunch they've, of been, they've been like that in the past and take chances on these kinds of guys with off-field issues all the time. But now John Gruden's there. You would hope he's not that stupid if you're a Raiders fan. And you, and you have to be worried about the Vegas, the Vegas uh, Raiders. Raiders. I, I, I almost called them the Vegas Knights. Because <laughs> it doesn't make sense. The Vegas Raiders? Change the name. Call them something else. Because they're not the Oakland Raiders. They're not. The way they go operate free agency, they're the Vegas gamblers. So well, just call Vegas them that idiots. at that point. Uh, the Vegas idiots. <laughs> For the most part, yeah. And I think they had a sensational season last year. I think John Gruden showed that he can still coach in this league and still have these guys play under him. And this is a guy that's been out of football as a head coach for almost seven years. He was out of football for a long time. And a lot of people said that the game has passed him by. It didn't pass him by. He's turned players that nobody has want into stars. He has changed the outlook of what the Raiders are. no longer a laughing stock organization. They're an organization that will compete in the AFC next year. If they add Tom Brady, they could be even better. They need some pieces on that defense, though, too. They need pieces on their offense, too. They don't have any weapons. They really don't. Is Robbie Anderson a weapon that I'm going to be so ecstatic as an Oakland Raider fan or a Las Vegas Raider fan? I would not be ecstatic I mean, for if that. he's your third receiver, okay? He's not going to be the third receiver. No, he wants to get paid like a one for whatever reason. And he's going to get one money. And the Raiders are going to give him one money. They're going to. <laughs> That'll be laughable when that happens. Why? Because, hey, listen. There are players right now. A.J. Green is going to get 
probably forty million dollars this offseason as a thirty-one year old. Over how many years? Three or four? Four years. Four years. Okay. Well, that's reasonable for him. That's fine. Or maybe even three years. Depends on what he. If he, AJ Green thinks that he's still a star wide receiver, quite possibly thinks that he is. He's he's been out practically a year and a half because mm-hmm. of injury. But if he th- still thinks he has the speed and the and the game hasn't passed him by. People are going to give him whatever he wants. Right. It's A.J. Green. But Robbie Anderson wants more than that, and he can't sniff A.J. Green for his best in his career. A.J. Green is a Hall of Famer. He could be. He very much could be. That's my point. Not very much could be. He is a Hall of Famer. Uh, Regardless, that's my point. Robbie Anderson's nowhere close. But, again, Robbie Anderson's also 24, 25 years old. He's still a young wide receiver. I'm sorry, 26 years old. He's still a young wide receiver. And maybe his best years are... Up ahead of him. Who you knows? Hope, but. And, and maybe going in, with Tom Brady to the Raiders is going to make him a better player. I doubt it because nobody can say that Robbie Anderson didn't have his chances this year to catch the ball. I could tell you that he dropped the ball about 30 <laughs> or 40 times with passes that were practically in his hands. Right. And the other thing, too, is his biggest strength is, at this point, Tom Brady's biggest weakness. Tom Brady, even in his prime, was never a guy that loved to throw the ball deep, either. Robbie Anderson's strength is just streaking down the field and catching the ball deep with his speed. And that's really it. That doesn't really suit what Tom Brady is at this point. Tom Brady's a smart quarterback. He'll read the defense. But he's kind of a middle-of-the-field, outside-part-of-the-field kind of quarterback at this point. He doesn't have the same arm that he used to, and even his arm in his prime wasn't a big arm. It does bother me as a Jet fan knowing that Robbie Anderson is talking right now and it, the free agency hasn't even opened up. How do we know the Jets aren't interested in giving him a long-term deal? We don't know that. Now, if I was Joe Douglas right now, I'd tell him to go. I'd tell him to go sit on it. We don't need you. Right. I'll bring in A.J. Green, who's three, four times better than you even hurt, and he'll catch the ball every single time he throw, uh, Sam Donald throws the ball to him because right. he's got better hands. We all know that when you watch Robbie Anderson, Robbie Anderson has had pot hands since the day he's come into this league. He can run a 4-3 and a 40. That's fine and grand. But if he can't catch the ball, what's the point of running? Right. So the Jets' offseason plan should be they should target A.J. Green. If they get A.J. Green, okay, you get A.J. Green. He'll be the number one receiver if he's healthy. And then you draft somebody either the third round or the second round. You have two third-round picks because you got one from the Giants. You could draft something with that with this receiving depth. And then you got Crowder as your slot guy. So that – all of a sudden, it's not great, but it looks a little better to what they have rather than giving so much money to Robbie Anderson. How about this? You draft a wide receiver at number 11. That's what I would do. That's, you would do that over an offensive lineman? Absolutely, because if I can bring in Conklin, and I, I've been hearing That's rumors. That's fair. Okay. I've been hearing rumors that Conklin is a guy on the Jets' radar and also Williams from the Redskins on a trade. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the, the Jets have an extra third-round draft pick that is available. And, and to me... When you think of the Jets as a whole, as a whole organization, they need to take away all this garbage that they've brought in over the years. The Mike McCagnan garbage that he brought in. Now it's time for the Jets to bring in real football players, real offensive linemen that could protect this kid. Because this kid is not protected. This kid is practically running for dear life every single time he touches that ball. All right, we have a second call of the day. You guys know him as Jeff. I know him as Jeff from Tampa. What's going on, Jeff? I love it. I love it tonight. It's Robbie Anderson talks about Robbie Anderson. This is great. Well, I'm glad you love it. Unbelievable. Well, you know, it, you, you always can't write stuff like this. It's just genius. Well, Speedy brought up the story, and I have to talk about this because it's a joke. And he, by the way, he wants to play with your guy, Tom Brady. 
I mean, who wouldn't want to play with him? Well, who would right now? I mean, Tom Brady. You don't even know where Tom Brady is going. You don't know if he's going to the Patriots, the Vegas. He's going, he's going only one of two places. Where is it? Tennessee or New England. You think so? I've been hearing. I've been hearing a lot of talks. The 49ers and Vegas are in the hunt for him, and they're going to offer him a lot of money. They're going to offer him a lot of money. I mean, they're going to. They're not going to offer him a lot of money because they'll have to figure out a way to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo because there's zero chance. They're going to put a, a no. $90 million quarterback on, on the bench. No question. And I, I, do believe, the guy. I do believe Jimmy Garoppolo is on the trade market. I, I, I believe it because there are stories coming out that he is on the trade block. So if that's the case, it quite possibly could happen, Jeff, that Tom Brady I can mean, go to the 49ers. I mean, i got to be honest, though. I really don't see a place where Jimmy – like. I don't see a team trading to Jimmy Garoppolo. I do. The Patriots. <laughs> the Patriots get him back. You know, all, all the teams that need quarterback, I think they're going to be drafting him. I don't think Cincinnati would be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. No. They're going to take Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yep. I don't see Miami doing it. They're either going to draft Tua or Justin Herbert or something. Like, I don't see them wanting to, you know, I see them wanting to, it would be cheaper for them as well to draft a quarterback rather than, you know, just acquire one for, a lot of money, right? It would be cheaper for them just to draft one and try to develop them. I don't see teams trading for them. You know what's so funny is there is a team maybe out Tennessee, there. Maybe Tennessee would do it if they missed on Brady. That would maybe be a spot. But then what would San Francisco do? Well, they shed some salary today with Tennessee. They cut Cameron Wake and they cut Deion Lewis, who were both bad contracts for them. So maybe they're trying to make room for something like that. And one of them are actually well, a Patriot. But they cut Deion Lewis because they're going to sign Derrick Henry to big money, though. Yep. Well, yeah, obviously. But they're also making room to maybe bring in a big quarterback, too. Obviously, they don't bring back Tannehill. And, Jeff, you know this, and I said this over and over again. I And I, I believe this. I've been saying this from day one, that Tom Brady was more than likely going to go to Tennessee before any of those teams. But I'm going to take that away now because I've been hearing more and more over and over again and reading stories that it's the Vegas Raiders, the team that's going to offer there's him the most money. He's going to Vegas. Ah, I agree. I, I don't. I disagree with there's, you. There's, there's a 0% chance he's going to Vegas because there's a 0% chance he wants to play Patrick Mahomes twice a year. The path, like if Brady wants to win Super Bowls, he wants to be competitive. What's the path of least resistance for him? That's either in the AFC South or in the AFC East. There's zero chance he wants to compete twice a year with Patrick Mahomes. I think I think Tom Brady likes the competition, and I think Tom Brady understands how to beat Patrick Mahomes. Go look at his record against Patrick Mahomes. It's a pretty good record against Patrick Mahomes. Right, but that was with the Chiefs' defense that was bad. Now the Chiefs' defense is a little better. Uh, how do we know what the Chiefs' defense is going to okay. be this year? Okay, well, well, here's the counter to that, Speedy. That record was when the Patriots' defense was bad, and now the Patriots' defense is good. Okay, so, but again, they still... Again, the, the Chiefs, the way they've grown this year, it's not the same defense that it was two years ago when it was awful and they were giving up all those big plays in the playoffs and collapsing the Very way they true. did, too. Very true, but the Patriots were winning Super Bowls when they had the 29th-ranked defense, and now they have the number one-ranked defense. Fair enough, but again, they're going to lose some players, and they also weren't as good in the second half of the season. Though. What, the Chiefs aren't going to lose players? They lost, they're franchising tagging Jones, for, for what I know. I didn't hear they were losing anybody else for the time being. They're, both their corners were just signed. Honey Badger was just signed. 
and Frank Clark was signed to a new contract when they traded for him. Right, but but here's what you're also ignoring, by the way. You're talking about Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick took a guy that was serving chicken at Popeye's and turned him into one of the highest-paid cornerbacks in the league, in Malcolm Butler. Oh, I'm not doubting Belichick's ability to do that. I'm just saying there's no guarantees the number one defense. Buddy, it doesn't matter who they go and get. Like, they're going to be able to replace whoever is in that defense. Oh, they replenish well. But again, will they do it for a number one defense again is another question. Oh, I'm sorry. They'll slip all the way down to 10. Okay. 10 might not work against Patrick Mahomes. I don't Look think, at the 49ers. I don't think Tom Brady's going back to the Patriots. I really don't. Everything that I've heard and I've read, and, and, and they're so far away from an agreement of money. I, and I, I, I believe Tom Brady wants to get paid his last two years. I don't think, I don't think money is the issue with him. What do you I, think it I, is? I, really do, I think it's where he has the best shot at winning. So it would be, you know, where does he have better, best receivers and, you know, and running backs. And right now that probably is in Tennessee. Like that probably is, you know. But I, I think if the Patriots were to make some upgrades, if they were able to acquire a Stephon Diggs or, or an O.J. Howard at tight end or something like that, I think that would sway him back to the Patriots. Thank you. That, there was, that. that was another rumor, too. Tampa wants to give him a lot of money now, too. Who? Who? The Buccaneers. Brady. Wants to give Brady? Brady, yeah. That's not going to happen. That would have the best receivers <laughs> if, among any team. They just need an offensive line, right, though. Like, right, but, but again, that's part of the equation, right? Like that's You've got to have like things like that. Brady's not going to want to go. You know, he's kind of a statue back there. He moves well within the pocket, but he can't elude rushers. So you need an offensive line. That's going to factor into it. Right. Plus, like you said earlier, the NFC South is, is you want to go somewhere to win. The NFC South has been a good division for a while. You know, and not, and not to knock anything in Tampa because I live here, but here's the other thing that I think is that people are overlooking. Bruce Arians quits everywhere because he has health issues, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't exactly have a good track record at head coach. What's to say Bruce Arians has some sort of health crisis? God forbid something were to happen with his health, and he's got to quit. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a very unstable franchise. That's not exactly something Brady likes either. Well, this is the best coach they've brought in in a long time, though, so think about it. Bruce Arians is a very good well, you coach. Well, blow, you blow Bruce Arians up all the time. He's a great coach. He's had five fabulous seasons when, he, when you talk about Arizona and Indianapolis. No question that he did. But besides that, he was an offensive coordinator his whole career, and he really he, he has a very little amount of time as a head coach in the – and the NFL. So you can't compare Bruce Arians to a Bill Belichick. I didn't say that. No, I didn't say that. But but you make it you make it seem like he's Bill Belichick. No, That's no, no. He's not Bill Belichick, but he's the best coach that ever, anyone's going to go to, maybe besides Gruden, if he goes to the Raiders. But even Arians has had more recent success than that because, Gruden, like you said, Gruden hasn't coached in a Mike while. Mike Vrabel is a good coach. He's I don't proven. think he's better than Arians right now. How do you know? How do but you again, know? He took, he took his again, team. People bring, up the, people bring up the Raiders. What's there in Oakland that he would go to? Who's he throwing to? Well, Who's that's what I'm, well. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna they're gonna have to go. I believe the Raiders are gonna try to move up and get a big time wide receiver in this year's draft. I absolutely believe. I mean, it. I, I, mean, I don't think they need to move up to get it. I think they'll get. There's plenty of. I mean, there's a lot of good wide receivers. No question. No question. So, but I think, I, I think he's. I think that they. I think when you, when you when you think of the the the, uh, the GM of the Raiders and you you know what who I'm talking about. 
a, a guy that loves Alabama players and he loves Clemson players. Go look at his draft last year and how many Clemson and Alabama players he drafted in last year's draft. So you think T. Higgins is their guy? No, I think Ruggs. No, I think Judy. I think Judy. Oh, you think they'll trade up for Judy? I, I do. Okay. I believe that they are going to do everything they can to move up to get Jerry Judy. I, I do believe that because if they bring in Jerry Judy, and, and they could tell they could tell Tom, listen, who do you right, want? But, who do you want to throw to? Right, we'll he, get him. Right, but right, but this is the problem with what you're doing. You guys are blowing up a rookie receiver, which Jerry Judy might turn out to be terrific. But here's the thing: he's not established in the league, and Brady isn't going to go to a team because they got some rookie wide receiver. He wants established known. AJ Green. AJ Green. You put AJ Green over there with the Vegas uh, the Raiders. That sounds great. That sounds great. The Cincinnati Bengals just franchise tagged them. So I don't know what to tell you, friend. Okay. That means they he's fr- still going to trade him. He wants out him. of there. They're going to trade him. They're absolutely going to trade him. They just want a pick for him. They'll get a fourth-round pick and for but, him. They're not going to get a big pick for him. He hasn't played any right, year. But, but, but again, right, but that's the other thing. Again, is A.J. Green a proven commodity? He can't stay on the field. I, I have better faith in A.J. Green than Robbie Anderson. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I'm on, board, I'm on board with that. Like, I'm totally on board with that tape, right? But here's the thing. He's not going to go to Oakland just because, what, Hunter Renfro is there. Maybe they'll trade for an A.J. Green and maybe they'll have a rookie. They have two, really, they have two really good tight ends. They have two really two? good. Yes, I've said Foster this. Foster Moreau's a good tight end. I've, I've said that, yes. He had, he had games last year. When, Darren Wall is terrific. Darren Wall is phenomenal. Darren I agree. No, he is. And I, he's another one. He, and you know Tom Brady he likes to throw the ball to big guys, big tight ends. And they got they got two of them over there. So and and they also if they add Robbie let's say they bring in Robbie Anderson, they get him if, if Tom Brady goes there, they get Robbie Anderson for twenty twenty one million dollars. Three years, twenty one million dollars. And then you make a trade for AJ Greening and you give him a two year deal worth about, I don't know, ten million dollars uh, twenty million dollars for two years. Then you have your two wide receivers, you have two tight ends, you got a great running back, and you got a, one of the best offensive lines in football. There you go. You're a Super Bowl contender. I mean, that's just assuming that no I'm one else saying. wants any of those guys and no, doesn't get any. That's of fine, them. but you, you, you want to know something? You know, part of the whole thing part of the whole thing with Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow wanted AJ Green in Cincinnati. Who knows? Maybe AJ Green is really off limits and he will play in Cincinnati. He's not. Well, he said he doesn't want to be there. So I don't, and I think he knows at this point they're drafting Joe Burrow. So unless there's some weird inkling in the organization that they're not, I, it, he still wants out amidst those most likely circumstances they're drafting Joe Burrow. Right. I mean, that's why I'm telling you, I think the only two realistic possibilities are back to New England if New England can get a receiver in a tight end or something. Or, or to Tennessee. I think those are the only two options. We'll see. Jeff, thank you for calling, my friend. Hey, man. Always always a blast. I love to hear you guys talk about Robbie. Robbie Anderson on Robbie Anderson. Oh, you. goodbye, hey. Jeff. Goodbye. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for calling Robbie, the show. Robbie. Avoid the coronavirus, boys. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Jeff from Tampa, as you guys know, he's a crazy SOB. When we come back, we finish up here on Below the Mic. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. All right. Here we go, Speedy. We do this every time for Below the Mic. The fabulous Speedy Petey singing. Everybody wants to rule the world. 
Here we go. Welcome to your life. Sing it, Speedy. There's no turning back. Sing it, baby. Let's go. Even while we sleep. Come on. We will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. Speedy Petey, ladies and gentlemen. The crazy Speedy Petey. As you know, singing, everybody wants to rule the world. We do this all the time on Below the Mic. The great, annoying voice of Speedy V. 631-965-4990. As you know, you can follow us by going to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com and follow us on every single handle we're on, including radio.com. Speedy, this last story is very, very interesting for the Giant fans who are looking for a guy that can play linebacker and get to the quarterback. Mr. Van Noy Mm -hmm. is very intrigued with the New York Giants. Stories coming out over there in New England that either Van Noy has come out and said, pay me or let me go. Which, for the Patriots' sake, usually means let me go. (laughs) And the interesting story behind this is the New York Giants are going to look to spend a lot of money this offseason on their defense. Their defense, which is very, very young and very, very wet behind the ears. They looked like a young defense all season long with Beecher. Now you have a new defensive coordinator. You have a new coach. You have a new style of game. And I think they need pass rushers. I I think they need defensive players that can defend in the middle of the field, especially against the very strong and very fast tight ends. I think they need that kind of defense. Now, Last year, what we saw was we saw growth with the New York Giants defense in the front seven. They really did look better than the secondary. We thought that the secondary was going to be better than the front seven. It wasn't the case. Their secondary, with all those top draft picks, you're talking about Baker being their number one pick. They moved up for, they went after Love in the third or fourth round. Jabril Peppers, they traded for. And, right. and Jabril Peppers, who did not look good in the second half of the season. He looked good in the, he looked good in the early season. a couple season. good games, but that was really it. In the early season, and in the second half of the season, looked terrible. And, right. and this guy was a number one pick and a top pick for the Browns. The Giants need a big top corner. They really do. The, the Jack Rabbit is going to be gone. He is. He's going to be a free agent. Oh, he's already gone. He's with the Saints. Yes. Oh, he, he went to the Saints. He went to the Saints last year. Oh, at I didn't the even end know of the that. season, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. I think he played the last four games in the regular season, and then the one playoff game they lost. He actually played really well in that playoff game too. I didn't even know he was. Yeah. Uh, he was let go by the New York mm-hmm. Giants. But the Giants need to add a veteran corner. They really do. And I don't know what corner they can add who's not going to cost a lot of money. I could see the Giants making a trade for possibly, but. I want to tell you this. The Giants traded, uh, they traded two draft picks last year for Leonard Williams. Right. And Leonard Williams is probably not going to be on the Giants next year. They gave up a significant amount for Leonard Williams to the Jets. And the Jets are laughing to the bank because they could bring Leonard Williams back if they really want mm-hmm. to. And they're not going to, but they no, could. So they could. And Leonard Williams thought he was an $80, 90000000 guy. He's not getting $80, 90000000 He'll be lucky to make 40 or 50. 
which is hard for him in a 3-4 defense to be able to get the sacks. I think he needs to go to a 4-3 defense. Right, to get the sack production to get paid like that. Because he's a good as a run stopper. He's good at, obviously, drawing double teams and clogging up space for his size. And he has good speed for his size. But the problem is you're not, the NFL is all about stats, and they're, everyone's paid on stats. If you don't get sacks, you don't get tackles for losses, it's going to be hard. And the circumstances Leonard Williams was playing in throughout his career, he was double-teamed all the time because they didn't have anyone else. He was double-teamed last year because Quinn and Williams was hurt in the beginning of the season. So you're dealing with a case where he's not going to get paid like that for what his talent could be. Now, his talent hasn't been that so far for what we thought of him as a prospect, but again, maybe that could change in a 4-3 defense, either as an end or as a defensive tackle, because he can play both. And Van Noy is a guy that I believe the Giants will be very interested if he becomes available. He's going to want a lot of money. So is Jadavian Clowney. Now, could they get both of them? Absolutely could. But if you get both of them, you're not going to be able to re-up on your offensive line unless you're going to go after an offensive line in the fir- uh, offensive lineman in the first round. Now, they are drafting at number four, and there are a lot of good offensive linemen that are going to be available at number four. They could trade down, and I think that would be the smart thing for Gettleman because they're not getting young. Young is going either two or three. Right. So... If I was Dave Gettleman, I would trade down three or four spots, let another team that wants a quarterback to move up at four, and maybe get yourself uh, a first round and maybe a late second round draft pick and move forward with the player that you're going to draft. There'll they'll still be good offensive linemen available at number seven or right. number eight. There's four the good tackles in this draft. I'm not crazy about Jedrick Wills, but... There, he's still going to be a first-round talent. The other three tackles I really like. So there's definitely a case for all of them. Andrew Thomas is my favorite of the four, but there's definitely a case for all of them if they do want to take that route. Now the question is who would want to trade up. And I don't want the Giants to trade too far back because then, then you might lose the offensive lineman altogether. But, you go four spots. Well, Arizona. I don't know if Arizona would want to trade up. And they also need offensive line, so they would probably well, take it. I'm not it. saying Arizona. Well, that's I'm who saying, picks at eight. I, I know they're picking at eight, but I'm just saying probably four spots up. Now it doesn't have to be four. It could be three. It could be too speedy. I'm not saying, but I don't see the Giants going more than four spots up. Now, Arizona might like a player at number four that they are coveting it, mm. uh, coveting him. Maybe they want a, uh, a Judy, Jerry Judy over there with Kyler Murray. I, I don't know what they're thinking. Well, CeeDee Lamb was the one who played with Kyler Murray. That's, C- what they, that's what they're encouraging. All right, so CeeDee Lamb. He's a guy that might be available at number eight, or mm. he might go earlier than that. Because some people are saying CeeDee Lamb is going to go before Judy. I could so, see that, yeah. So I will look at I, – I look at the whole situation with the Giants, and I will look at the, the New York Giants as we progress in this offseason on what they're going to do in free agency and, and really decide on where the – me decide where the Giants should go in the draft. I do believe the Giants will go after an offensive lineman in this year's draft, being that they're drafting early. And, and, and I believe, like you were saying, there are plenty – and you can put them through. Just put them through because we don't have that much time. Put them through. Welcome to down. Uh, welcome to Below the Mic. Who are we speaking to? Heard by a friend or family. To and that's nobody. Them. Thank you very much. Well, there you go. Hey. That could end the show really, really good. But I think when you look at the New York Giants and where the New York Giants lie and where they are, they need a pass rusher. They need a linebacker. They need a corner. Right. And they need a wide receiver. A lot. They, they they really do. I mean, they have a tight end, even though Ingram has not really produced what they thought he was going to be. They did pay. They have a to lot. stick with it for now. They also paid a lot of money to Shepard, and they paid a lot of money to uh, Golden Tate, who oh, God. 
I'm going to tell you right now, that contract is going to cost the Giants in the next couple of years. Right, because I think he only really has maybe one or two good years left as a speed receiver. He's going to fall off at some point because that's just how speed receivers naturally are. Generally, when you're more a physical receiver, you can age better. So that's going to be a hard one to move if they do move him and draft a receiver or vice versa if they draft a receiver next year and then they move him this trade deadline. And Tremaine Johnson, I mean, that cost the Jets. That's going to cost the Jets a lot of money this offseason because that's about – Yes, they're saving money, but they're also – right. they're, they're, they're probably – it's going to be on their, their bracket maybe seven eight million that they're going to have to produce and lose because they, had, they waived Tremaine Johnson. So you look at both teams and both organizations. The teams that I'm interested to see what they're going to do in the offseason is Baltimore because they're a Super Bowl contender right now. I want to see what they're going to do. Are they going to add some offensive help? To help somebody of uh, Lamar Jackson's uh, right. strengths? Receivers, I think middle linebackers are the two things they could use. And are they going to go after offensive linemen? Because one of their offensive linemen yeah, just, just retired. They're their star offensive guard. So I that's, that's going to be a question that they're the only ones that are going to have to answer. Are they going to plan to go offensive line? And you know... That's what they do. Baltimore always does that. They structure, they structure a team around their lines, their offensive line and their defensive line. That's why they've been good so many years. And then if there's somebody out there that falls to them in a particular spot, they'll go after that guy. I like their coach. I like what the team is doing, and I think they're on the cusp of doing something great with Lamar Jackson because I still think Lamar Jackson, say what you want, Tyler, he's still <laughs> – he's still that's, and that's Speedy's lab. Uh, I, I don't even know how to do that. It sounds like a crow. Okay, but uh, I think you've said that before. Yeah, you sound like a crow. <laughs> there it is again. It's like a crow, man. I yep. mean, you, you sound like a crow. Have you ever seen the movie The Crow? No. You never seen Brandon Lee The Crow? No, I haven't. What are you behind a rock? You no. never seen that movie? No. You know you you know he died in part two in the movie. He got shot. Oh, I heard about that. Okay. That's that's that movie. Okay. No, that was part two. Yes. Well, but, no, I know, but I heard I, I heard that. What was that? Like five years ago or so? Six longer years than ago? that. Oh, really? Brandon okay. Lee's. Been then dead. it was a different case. Okay. Brandon Lee's been dead for like twelve. Okay, because there was another actor that died in a movie while while filming it. Well, we can kill you on this show. Oh God. On live radio, can we do that? Anybody want to see Speedy get chopped up into pieces and put into a box? Well, they use a camera, so you better discard the evidence. Oh well, yeah. If somebody's going to go away, if we're all going to die from Corona, I might as well uh, take you with me, Speedy. They could bury you in a box next to me in parts. What do you think? Oh, God. No? You don't want to do that? So, that, and that, from that You can lot, sing Everybody Rules the World to yeah, me. Yes, I'll do that. I'll do that. And then you'll, sing all, or sing. you'll say all your weird stuff you usually say to me off air. Well, I could say it on air, but I, I think that I'll have to. Nah, I'd rather not. Yeah, well, that's true as well. But uh, I, I think that when you look at this offseason, and we're going to have a lot to talk about, especially with this situation with Corona, we, we are going to talk a lot about free agency, uh, especially on Monday. We'll get into free agency in the in the NFL because it's going to open up sometime next week. I think it's March fifteenth that opens. It's up. next week. That is next yeah, week. That would be next week, yeah. So we will talk about free agency. Where did the Jets go? Where did the Giants go? Where did Baltimore go? Where did Oakland goes? Where does Tom Brady go? Where does Drew Brees go? Because there are stories coming out that Drew Brees might not be a saint next year. So, And he says he wants to play another year. So it's going to be really, really fun. And hopefully we can occupy you guys until Corona is completely gone. 
here in the States so and throughout the world. And yeah. I, I want to give a shout-out to all the people that have caught corona and, and all the families that are dealing with this um, this situation. It really is a shame, and I would, I'd like to thank CJ for calling the show and giving us some insight, but – uh, it really affects our, you know, our lives, uh, our work. Right. Stay safe, everybody. Yeah, stay yeah. safe and, and, and stop going crazy on this <laughs> because the flu is worse than corona. Okay? It is. It's worse. So you're not going to die. There are people that have died from it. And I, I, like I said, I feel bad for the families that have lost their loved ones. I really do. But everybody that's you're, – you're talking about this epidemic like you're going to die. You're not going to die. You're not going to die. The chances of you dying – are very, very slim, like 2%. Right. So calm down, relax, America, just chill out. Unfortunately, we're not going to get the chance to watch the bracket and enjoy what we usually mm-hmm. like to enjoy. What would have been the craziest again. one, I think. I think it would have really been really, really fun. And we'd, I'd like to thank China for uh, ruining March Madness for us. So thank you, China. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Remember... You can follow us and call us at 631-965-4990. You can follow us by going to our website at WorldWideSportsRadio.com. You can search us on all the social medias, and I'm not going to name them. Just go to our website and read the damn thing, okay? That's what I want you guys to do. I want to give a shout-out to all the fans that listen to us every single day. And by the way, uh, some of our shows will be returning next week on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So stay tuned for that. I'm very excited about that. Uh, Until uh, Monday. Yeah, it's it's Monday. Mm. It's crazy because yeah. we don't have an MMA show this week. That will be back next week. So uh, Monday we'll be back with Down to the Wire. Uh, the Morning Boys will be back. Um, the Haystack will be back. And, yes, Third and Long will be back as well with Matty Caps. Uh, Ta- Tyler will be, joining, will be joining us back very, very soon. He has some family situation to take care of. And until then, uh, we will miss Tyler and his yep. craziness. Uh, but uh, his Lamar Jackson hatred, <laughs> his Lamar Jackson hatred, his Aaron Boone hatred, <laughs> I mean, yep. the craziness that comes out of his mouth. I mean, but all in all, we will be back next week at full, full throttle. So mm. I'm looking forward to that until next week. This is Errol Marks and Speedy Petey saying good night and below the mic saying good night. Stay safe and be careful, guys. Good night, everybody. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.